0: Hi everybody, this is Jim Cornette, Pro Wrestling Legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Woo! Messy Distance Professional Wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Woogie Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you
1: dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh yeah! This is a one-man gang. You're listening to in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory Podcast. <laughs>
2: Welcome back everyone to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're going to be talking some NWA, WCW, Saturday night on TBS from September the 26th, 1987, and I've got a segment at the end of the show with the patrons of the quarter, Ruben and Steve will join me at the end of the show, so there's that, I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper as we are going to go through another fun week of nwa wrestling and uh we got some other topics we need to hit on because doc and i were chopping it up we were chatting it up brother uh on the text message uh, at least last week we were about some things we need to talk about but i'm sitting here with harper and doc harper how you doing
3: man i'm doing great merry christmas happy new year woke
2: up this morning got Look at I just, guy. <laughs> it,
3: it's like you it's like discovering mash that's how fucking
4: old <laughs> this fucking show is.
2: Uh, did y'all like my text messages earlier though about it? Well,
4: yeah, <laughs> you're hooked. You're hooked, and at least for once we have some evidence that you you have some good taste. That's the w- first that may be a first on this show. Yeah, really.
2: I like Breaking Bad. I mean, we we talked about that.
4: So, is The Sopranos better than Breaking Bad so far? too early to
2: tell i mean i'm only i'm almost at the end of season one i'm actually episode 11 right now but i popped i popped when tony soprano is on the golf course fucking with uncle jr and he's singing a song about uh going downtown and smelling like fish and jr's like what are you talking about tony and he's just singing a song and everybody's looking and it just I don't know I'll pop and then uh, and then junior fires her at the end of the episode because she told all her friends he was eating her pussy. God
4: damn, <laughs> well, and then, hey, man, you know, you're starting to figure out that even if you're a mobster, man, you got a wife that likes to spend too much money and ain't happy with your shit and you got some ungrateful kids. I mean that's the beauty of this show is that they're they're shooting, yeah, it's a shoot. It's all a shoot. I mean, oh, how, oh, many things, how many things have you seen Sony Soprano deal with it on some level? Black, white, rich, poor, north, south. Just you had to deal with yourself.
2: Well, Hopper said, if you ever did a podcast on the Sopranos, the reason that would make it so good is because it's real. Like, not just real, like, as far as mafia and mob type stuff. Talking real, like, like you could really relate to it. Man, that dude deals with everything we deal with and in some.
4: Yeah, this
2: has got a stupid not, kids. He's got fucking AJ right.
4: being a little shithead. And... Except he's lugging around the emotional baggage of murder as well. Right.
2: I'm just waiting for him to bang his psychiatrist at this point. So, don't spoil it for me. But I know, I feel like it's coming at some point. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, think I that? think so, but. Oh, it. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, hey, real quick, special shout-out to the largest patron contributor's monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky e. Blassie and Hall of Fame patron, at K underscore row 86. And then welcome to new patron members. Piper's ear and Mike Parker. Please send me your Twitter ads and I can shout you out next week if you would like. Also any Patreon members out there that are do a shirt, send me an email, territory at gmail.com or Twitter DM at BCT underscore podcast or on the Facebook page. Uh, send me a message there and I'll make sure I get you out your shirt. I think I got them all out now. But if I haven't, just let me know. Doc, you wanna what do you want to go with first here? Because Um, I got a couple things before we get into NWA One of them I had was Jake Roberts on Joe Rogan
4: Jesus Christ I know huh Harper was talking about that a few weeks ago on the Smoky Mountain And apparently you went and listened to it Um you want to catch everybody up on exactly what you heard? We could start there. We got a lot to talk about. I mean, we got people dying, we got people quitting, we got people stealing, we got people doing everything. So we might as well start with people raping their family members to produce more children inside the family tree. Well, yeah. I
2: mean, it's not new, like I, I texted. How
4: does work. how does how does anybody in this world podcast? And you hear the name Grizzly Smith and not just immediately spit on the ground after uttering the name. Like, dude, that guy gets a big time pass in the wrestling podcasting world for being the biggest piece of shit ever.
2: Well, based on all the emails I got and Twitter messages, uh, everyone agreed with the promos that we cut on him on the Smoky Mountain show a couple weeks ago. But I finally texted Hopper and was like, you said it's on Joe Rogan. I'm looking for it. And then I found it. And. I'm texting back and forth with Harper about this asshole, and I—I th- I don't know why, but in my mind, not that this makes it any better, but you know, I had known Jake's mom was to be like 14 or something. Well, Jake on Joe Rogan says she's 12. Okay, uh, the the 14, 12, still fucking minor. But the part that fucking got me was Grizzly Smith was fucking dating Jake's. Jake's mom's mom, which is Jake's grandmother, he's in the room with the grandmother, rolls out of the bed, goes into Jake's mom's room, which she's 12 at the time, rapes her. You are a fucking piece of shit. I went off like, put both of y'all on text message. I was like, that guy needs to be fucking strung up by his nuts. He needs yeah, to be no, taken uh... out of the grave and pissed on. Fuck him. That's just fucking sick, bruh.
4: So here's what I wonder.
2: Again, I, hold on, Doc. I know none of this is new. I know this is all old news. But how does that fucking guy get a pass from people that nobody talks about that shit? I well, mean, let people me ask, talk
4: about it. Well, but... let, well, let me ask this. Let me ask this. Is it possible? And this is not making anything right because it, it's nothing but wrong here. But is it possible that this is a relic of kayfabe where people knew it, but you just kept your damn mouth shut about everything back in the day because you just kept your mouth shut. Just like there were people in rock and roll that knew that Rob Halford was gay and Judas Priest, but they didn't say nothing.
2: I don't know.
3: I like like when uh, uh, Jimmy Stuka killed Abroad
4: <laughs> right. I mean, real. I mean, we'll just show up with a suitcase of cash, pal.
3: Yeah.
2: If you ain't, let me say this. First off, Joe Rogan and whoever that dude was, good God, they sound like two idiots on that podcast kissing up yes. to Jake. <laughs> Am I right, Hopper?
3: And the thing is, Joe Rogan shits on pro wrestling. He does. And, and he just had he had Joe Rogan eating out of his fucking hand. He fucking just worked the fuck out of him. <laughs> Joe Rogan, I'm surprised he
2: could talk with the fucking shaft of Jake's down right his throat. He was like a Turn kid. Oh
3: my god, are you kidding me? Oh god, <laughs> uh, the snake and all that.
2: <laughs> and then they were they were getting all kind of facts wrong. But let's not. Word. That's not the thing. It just... God, I can't believe you I listened to that, but I did.
3: wrong. I'm thinking, yeah, like when they said that uh, Vince bought Mid-South. Right when I heard that, I was like, no, motherfucker. He didn't buy Mid-South. But you He's know that's Mid-South. what
4: 700 people are going to do tonight when we don't know exactly what like, the seating layout for the Dorton but Arena was. But the thing was. is,
3: we all know what happened in Mid-South. The casual wrestling fan RH knows what happened in mid South. Sure.
2: Like, the way No no no. It's like they were they were they went down the pad, doc talking about how like Vin, the the discussion was like Vince buying people out and I don't know if it was Joe Rogan or that fucking idiot he had with him. <laughs> that was just like fucking dippity do fucking Beavis yeah. and Butthead chuckling and shit. Harper knows what I'm talking about, but that they, they're like, like going Sandler. back. Yeah. They're going back and forth <laughs> and and Joe Joe, and they said something about Mid-South, and they were talking about Vince buy... This was what they said. Vince bought up all the territories. Well, I mean, we get shit wrong. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, uh, he didn't really buy... up, And that's what they said. Then they were like, oh, yeah, when he bought out Mid-South, we were like, okay, Jesus Christ, never mind. But, I I mean, I give that shit a pass, because, I mean, I'm wrong a lot of times on a lot of shit. Fuck, for fuck's sake, two weeks ago, I said Nikolai Volkov instead of Nikita Koloff or something. Yeah, but that was a mistake.
3: (laughs) I heard you say it. I didn't... I think it was worth... You fucking idiot. I just... I just... just I just let you roll with it. Who cares, Thanks, man? Thanks, op- I
2: appreciate it, man. I hate okay. people
3: like that. That's like a fucking grammar Nazi fucking mentality. There's <laughs> these assholes who don't comment or like anything on your Facebook the moment you put your instead of you are they got a fucking comment on it it's like get a fucking life bro so i Jason guess you're not i guess you're not a
4: fan of the oxford comma i, I just don't it's
3: okay it was a typo and
2: it doesn't help when I come behind him and say he's a product of the Jefferson Parish school system.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just fucking with him, but I know what he means by that. Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's moving on from Grizzly Smith. I'm gonna throw this one at Hopper because Doc, I know you got the Steve Austin one next. Harper, we were texting, and last week I asked the I asked the listeners out there to tell me what song Ronnie Garvin was doing his workout to. God. and and what i did was i actually said after the after we got off like the next day or two days later i went on my worldwide stuff and i found it and again i don't remember this shit i remember the workout video i remember him about to win the title all that bullshit but i didn't remember the song and we kind of buried the song that the network had on there but with that said the song that is actually on the original and not on the network is Frank Sinatra's
3: My Way. Harper, what was your initial reaction when I texted you that? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> maybe maybe if he was from New York. Like, if it was like a, a Brooklyn brawler type of guy, the fucking Italian Brooklyn guy, maybe you could use uh, Frank Sinatra. But not fucking... It, it's just... If, if this was bad, man. And the thing is, I'm wondering who's sitting there and be like, okay, bro, we we got this vignette to fucking sell this shit. We're going to show Ronnie working out, and we're going to put a song in there. Okay, uh, uh, what you're going to use? Frank Sinatra. How come no one no one's stood up and said, wait, wait, what? Because someone had to sign off for that fucking shit. Mm. He's got a point.
4: <laughs> Harper's making all kinds of sense this early in the year. It, man. It, it's just like, <laughs> how it's,
3: because normally <laughs> someone would say, wait, 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 what? what the fuck? Bro, we're not doing that dumb shit. Pick, up, pick something else. Pick fucking Rocky or something.
4: Or like I said on the text, man, appetite for destruction had been yeah! out for three months at that point. So instead of picking a thirty-year-old song, why don't you pick something that's hot and fresh and Welcome to the Jungle and fucking be somebody? And I know, just after we got done talking, appetite for destruction wasn't big yet. It hasn't blown up. Well, that's why you got a research department in your in your damn shit. Use Motley Crue, then use I hell I'll like. Do something besides
3: fucking baby doll. Uh, Yeah, she had fucking uh, what what was it? Uh, Looks good, kill or something. I don't remember. I think.
4: Jesus Christ! Just (laughs) if it's not David Allen Coe's rat tail down to his ass, (laughs) it's no wonder your shit's out of business.
2: Okay, oh, uh, Frankson. let me tell you something. I told y'all what it was. There's nothing like actually watching it. Well, actually, I sent y'all a clip. I'm sorry,
4: y'all. We and got a clip.
2: When you when you actually watch it, does it make it? It makes it even worse. Am I wrong, Doc?
4: Yeah, it's insulting. <laughs> He's I mean, out my way.
3: Go Gotta ask fucking Cornette about that shit. Who signed off for that? Dusty. What the fuck? I mean that would be my
2: guess. Well, look, I wasn't the biggest rock and roll guy or whatever the hell the music uh John you want to call it, but even I know appetite for destruction and fucking Welcome to the Jungle was some hot shit. So I would have that would have sounded much I mean y'all y'all could probably name fifty songs. Anything <laughs> been...
3: from Survivor could have fit in there.
5: Yeah.
4: Well, well if you're there's just a lot of things. Man, the wheels are coming off this promotion. You can feel it behind the scenes now. That's, you know you know it, but... This just isn't is. helping yourself. There's just... Like, no, like Barbara yeah. said, Alright, you ever been in a room, everybody's tired, nobody has a good idea, but just think about the person that went, Yeah, that'll work. Fuck them.
2: Alright, Doc. So let's move on from Frank Sinatra's My Way and... It was announced on Steve Austin's show that Austin has gone on hiatus. Um, Doc, you and I had a little text message discussion about this. You were kind of hot about this, weren't you?
4: Well, I'm just thinking that of all the people out there that buy Casper mattresses and DDP yoga and do their online bedding and all the other shit that he's pimped over the years and lapped that up, guess what? He quit on you. An outlet for him to spew the bullshit on his mind. He quit on you. He took his Kawasaki mule and, and he went home.
3: <laughs> him and, him and her, she went home, motherfucker. Fuck
4: you. Right. We're still here cranking out content. We're the only. We're your only friends. We're the only ones left.
3: As long as, as Cornette and fucking Ron Fuller don't go anywhere, I'm
4: straight. Well, and for the other people out there, as long as we don't go anywhere. But yeah. so what do you think, Harper? What are the odds that Austin ever does a new podcast ever again?
3: I think he's gonna do it again. He he will he will doc after he
2: takes his break or whatever. The thing is, the the here's the thing about that. You know so, what's coming next,
4: though. He's trying to get well, a, he's trying his ass to get away from wrestling.
2: I mean, I don't. Know. I mean, he's been away from wrestling, so I don't know what the, I don't know if that is. But I don't know if that's a, really makes a difference. The thing is, like the about those shows is, I'm sure he could tell podcast one or whoever the hell he's with right now. Hey, we got. I'm going to say 400 episodes or so, maybe more. I don't know how many he's got, but that seems about right. All they got to do is if they want to monetize, I mean, they can, they can continually monetize it or continuously monetize it just by like, they're going to re-air the shows. So they're just going to re-air them, plug new fucking, you know, plugs and ads in it. That's why it don't really matter. It's like, because that stuff, some of that stuff, we remember the more notable interviews, but other than that, he's just plugging that stuff in and, you know, they're going with it. It's it's to some people who've never heard it. It's new. That's the one thing about podcasts that's different than radio is that shit's preserved, man. It's it's a it's a recording, not that you can't record radio, but, you know, a radio show happens and and that's it. Whereas with podcasts, man, that shit will live on forever. Uh, yeah. Because it's recorded, and it's out there. So they're just gonna they're just gonna keep on. They'll leave that shit up on YouTube because I'm sure he's got a YouTube channel. I, I have no clue, but I'm thinking he probably does because they can monetize it there. Um, they'll also because he's a big name and he doesn't have to deal with YouTube fucking with him like they do with us. And then the other thing is he can um they'll they'll put plug in new ads so he's not mm. fucking doing Bark Box and Casper from five years ago. There'll be new ads plugged in that Podcast you- One puts out.
4: But you know who loses in all this The, the people man. that The people that listen to our show They want new content because they've already heard all that shit and Don't want to listen to it again I'm looking out for the people here
2: oh, All and I know was, is you sent me a text message That said Conrad fucking steals Our material and Austin is a quitter That's exactly <laughs> right <laughs> He was hot y'all all right.
4: I'm tired of I'm tired of all these wrestling podcasters Thinking they're doing something when they're really Not doing jack shit all
3: right, okay, y'all ready
2: to get well, into? Uh...
4: Well, no, we got it. We got more to do. What? Oh shit! Okay. Fucking Mean Gene died.
3: Oh yeah, that's true. Old Mean and, Gene.
4: And Super Dave. Oh, is that's, that's why someone posted that picture. Sorry. Yeah, he died too. Fucking,
3: he don't know who Super Dave is. He has no, no
2: I, clue. I know who Super Dave is. I'm not going to tell you I'm a big fan or anything. Uh, he's a guy. He used to have like that. Um, he used to do those skits and shit, and he's got that. I used to say it would look like an evil Knievel type. Um,
4: I can't believe I can't believe some of the things that you've come on this show in the last five years and not known, but you know who Super Dave is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. He, um,
4: you walked on I, here, and two weeks ago, you had never seen an episode of The Sopranos, and all of a sudden, you know who Super Dave is. <laughs> I'm starting to think you've been playing. <laughs> you've been playing black for five years oh jesus <laughs> christ
2: no man i knew i know i mean like i said i wouldn't like no big huge fan of him but i know who he is
4: okay well rest in peace super dave but we probably do need to mention a little bit more about gene mean
2: go ahead i mean you, you sound like you were about well, to I, say something.
4: I believe that he i mean you can say a lot of things about a lot of people but we could sit here and we could argue about it. who, you know, we've done this in top fives. Who's the greatest tag team? Who's the greatest wrestler? But I think, wouldn't we all say he's the greatest interviewer and announcer of that ilk yeah. in the sport?
2: Yeah, and it's not even close, probably. And
4: it's not even close, probably. It's so that's familiar a big deal. I mean, yeah, I mean, he... he he, he goes out today being the best at what he does. I'm the best at what I do. I mean, I can tell you it's lonely at the top. But okay, let guys. me tell you something, Mean Gene. I mean, that's a, that's a thing, right? Yeah. What did somebody say? I saw somebody, maybe Denim or somebody saying that losing the AWA losing Mean Gene was as big as them losing Hogan or bigger. I don't know about all that, but I mean, it was a big deal. He's Mean Gene. He was the hey, best. He worked in the AWA. He worked in the WCW, and he worked in the WWF.
2: Yeah, that dude ran the full gamut, man. Yep. R.I.P. Mean Mean Gene, man. One of a kind. Best interviewer ever in pro wrestling. You
4: said he was first. Who's second in your book, Mike?
2: Oh shit! He—that's a category where it's him and everyone else.
4: Yeah, I mean, because you got Tony Schiavone. Hey, you know what else? I just saw Harper. Uh. Uh-huh. Captain from Captain and Tennille died too. Yeah, I saw that too, dude. If you're old no, out s- there, if you're, if you're 76 years old, because I think all three of them were 76. Jesus, man, if i was 76, I'd be down on my knees praying to Jesus, not to- oh, Jesus
2: Christ. You
4: I'd be down there going, "Please forgive me for hanging out with Harper and Mike." <laughs> I know they're, I know they're evil. Please save me. Just saying, man. I hear you, man. Hey, man, we're going to get old. We're, we're going to get old, and that's just going to happen to us. It, we're going to die. It's we're
2: how life die. works. I hate to tell everybody. Break the news. Just
4: think, bro, when
3: like we get older, there's going to be some assholes. Like, hey, you saw fucking uh, Mike Mills died. What? <laughs> I don't know if it, anybody's going to be it,
2: RIPing me. Oh, but yeah. Okay. They're going to
3: be like, bro, you saw that shit? And they're like, well, I heard back in the day he was black and he did coke. <laughs> That's and nice. and that shit came back to bite him in the ass.
4: Yeah, buddy. All right. <laughs> it'll be the one. It'll be the one from REM.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Anything else before we get into Saturday night?
4: Well, we've killed. You said last week was or two weeks ago was twenty-one minutes of bullshit before we started. I'm pretty sure we're there again. So I, we probably ought to wander around to talk about some of this horseshit.
2: So we are doing September the 26th, 1987, and the show kicks off. Uh, we see a quick shot from the Joe Louis Arena, where we were told Ronnie Garvin is about to take on Ric Flair. And then we come back to the studio. Tony tells us we'll hear more about Garvin. We'll see more about Garvin and Flair from Joe Louis later in this episode. And then we go to the first match. Uh, Doc, before I jump to the first match, did you want to say anything about
4: the opening right there? I'm confused, already. Why? So we're we're. This is six oh five to what eight oh five Eastern. But I'm supposed to believe that Ric Flair is about to wrestle in a main event in the same time zone at eight oh five.
2: Um. So, yeah, that's how they presented it.
3: Yeah, what you're asking. that seems super super goofy when you're 10 years old it all makes sense right, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah
3: i didn't think nothing of it at the
2: time yeah. doc honestly i think you're kind of getting caught up in the details here uh it just was holy shit i'm gonna see a world title match so let's just go with it okay yeah and you think about it i mean he mentions this at the very beginning so it's like yeah we're gonna we're about to see this in this hour so we gotta stay tuned. We can't go anywhere. Can't flip the channel. Man,
4: this is truly the tail end of when you could try to pull these kind of bullshit shenanigans <laughs> off on people.
2: I yeah. don't know. Kind of. You still could pull it even into the nineties, though. I think it was. Yeah, it's it like was the mid nineties. Yeah, once the internet became a thing, that's when it got all messed up. And even then, I mean, it, WWF and WW uh, and WCW were still doing it. I mean, hell, WWF was. I forgot when they f- stopped doing raw as a taping but i mean they were still fucking taping raws so i don't know uh our, the first match rock and roll express defeat tommy angel and mike force i do not have anything from it doc did you have anything from that uh enhancement talent match
4: did you just call the rock and roll enhancement talent yeah i'm talking about what tommy did? angel and
2: mike force you asshole oh uh no. Jesus I'm, I'm, Christ. They defeated it was a match with enhancement talent, was my point. You're a oh. fucking idiot sometimes.
4: I'm an idiot? Yeah. I thought you said we were gonna be nicer to each other this year. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Live, love, laugh. Right. I guess I guess we'll just you, I guess we'll just, you, guess we'll just have to more. go back to our old selves Fuck you, you motherfucker. Fuck you. <sighs> no, I don't have a damn thing from this bullshit. It was boring. All right. Harper, <clears throat> what about you? I didn't even watch
3: it. <laughs> I just <laughs> fast-forward it. I was like, smart. well, they got Mike Forrest, and he looks kind of big and jacked. And and then I was like, you know, fuck it. You can fast-forward it.
2: Yeah, you're right. I know what's going to so, happen.
3: Double drop kick. Yeah.
2: Actually, it wasn't. It was a crossbody off the top from Morton Oh, to shit. Care. Yeah. But anyway, uh, no big deal. Uh, they go to uh, a promo and in the, I guess, middle of the promo, they cut to a video of Tully versus Ricky Morton. Ricky wins when Tully gets knocked out for a 10 count. But Arn runs in and jumps Morton. Arn hits Morton with the Gordbuster. Arn and Tully attack Ricky after and they beat him uh, with a leather belt. Boy, they laid, they they laid the leather into him. <clears throat> Once again, how did we mess this up? The fans are still going nuts. Doc, you were complaining, but I mean, the fans are going crazy when he's getting his ass whooped. So, Doc, what did you have
4: from all this? Hard to gimmick that belt hitting that skin, isn't it? Yeah. You ain't gimmicking <laughs> that, bro. You just got to sit there and take it. Yeah. Also, I thought <coughs> – excuse me, there. I'm a little under weather. It's very, very cold here in Texas this time of year. It's it's almost like the North Pole. Um, but how hard is it – a little bit earlier in that match when Morton knocked totally out of the ring, man – Tully went head first out of the ring but had his leg hooked up under the rope and was just, like, hanging there, and J.J. tried to come help him. That seemed like it would be something that was be, like, really hard to pull off. Like, muscle control, body control, because you're out of it, so you're falling, so you're not putting out your hands to help you, and you're still getting hung up in the ropes, but you're hanging out on the apron down to the floor. I thought that was impressive. Yeah, he was just dangling. You saw that, Hopper?
3: Well, he— he lost, but uh, by a ten count, right? Yeah, because he was
2: cause right. he was hanging that, from that's the rope when and he then got he, fell he got out knocked of...
4: down and he was but the how he was yeah. hung up in the rope I thought was really impressive and and that shows, was a like, great
3: finish, man. I, I, I thought
4: honest, so too. I'm stealing that shit. You should. Y'all you start wearing yeah, it was... loafers too, so you can take one off like JJ does, and I did. <laughs> I beat <laughs> up,
3: I beat up Kurt Matthews with my shoes.
4: <laughs>
3: Cause they were like Yeah you're gonna come in and give them strikes I was like dude my strikes suck I fucking can't I was like I'm gonna beat the fuck out of what, With what, what my fucking shoe
4: You know What you should have said was You know I could nah, do that <laughs> But I do have this rag here With some ether on it <laughs> Which is I should have
3: I'm gonna do that one day And get like a can of fucking gunk it,
4: if you will degree, either, sir. if you will actually ether somebody, Mike and I would get on bicycles. <laughs> touch it.
2: Yeah, I'd consider it.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah,
4: I thought Tully was great there. I thought that man Arn comes in and sets it all straight and just starts whipping ass. Arnold Shockingly enough, Arn is going to be a presence throughout this episode, and he is a hell of a presence throughout this episode. And he's whipping the shit. I mean, I'll never forget the the craziest whipping match I ever saw was Michael Hayes and the Freebirds versus uh the Von Ericks. And man, you know how the Von Ericks didn't like to work shit. Just slapping that skin with those belts. Ugh.
2: That shit was at the end of eighty three. When they had that country whooping match.
4: Mm-hmm. I know exactly
2: which one you're talking about.
4: Bandit and hit you... Michael Hayes and he was flopping around that ring and his hair was flying and his arms were flying trying to get away from that shit.
2: Those four fucking guys in that match beat the dog shit out of each other. With belts. With those... It was... It was... Fucking intense. Watching them whip the shit. And, they, and you're right. Them Von Erics, they don't they don't put nothing in light. And it's a belt already, so it's going to be stiff. Holy shit, man. They lit each other up. I can't oh, remember I, if it was a six-man or, or just a regular I tag.
4: I can't remember either. But while we're here, I did listen to y'all's uh, Patreon episode for uh, World Class. Here we
2: go. He's about <laughs> well, to shit on Lance because he ain't got nothing else to do. And he's a hateful bastard.
4: Well... I think you got the wrong guy behind the paywall. I think that's where Harper and I belong. Cause that dude. Yeah. You're paying for that?
2: Let me, let me read the text. Let me read the text. Did you want to so be an let, asshole let, about it?
4: Let me just, let me just say this. If he knows so much more about this shit than I do, then he should just whisper it in my ear and let me make it entertaining on the air. Cause, <laughs> cause uh, I don't, man, come on.
2: Doc texted me and said, man, Lance is good. He knows his stuff. And, oh. and, then he, and then he texted me and said, but you know I got to let it ha- let him have it on air because air I got to play heel, brother.
4: Brother. Yeah, because I go around <laughs> calling people brother. See, that's where you just <laughs> doubt yourself. You sound stupid, just like your <laughs> partner on that stupid <laughs> show. I can't believe that's the show people have to pay to listen to. Well, Jesus not, Christ. That's
2: not the only thing people pay to listen to. They also get the video reviews.
4: When's the last know. time we've done any extra Patreon content where Harper can talk about squirting? Yeah.
2: Well, give me a topic and we'll do it asap.
4: We had it. We had the top five uh, sitcoms. We had the top five hot dudes.
3: Okay, you, we'll just say when. You think Lance ever squared on some broad? No. <laughs> you don't even know what a broad fucking looks like. He's married. You. Yeah. What? No. He, that's what what's he tells hus- you. What's
4: his husband's name?
3: Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. What's some
4: dirty. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, right? Yeah,
3: straighten
1: up, we're... Jesus Christ.
4: You didn't think we were going to stop being unprofessional in 2019, did you? (laughs) Y'all are fucking dirty, bro. I told you, and other people are stealing, and other people are quitting. We're just going to be the same people we've always been. (laughs) Shout-outs down to the shoot job from Mullet and Morton and the Warehouse Sweeper Boys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That dude sent me a DM... Thank you thanking thanking you for the shout out. I forgot yeah. <laughs> Adam no, Price I'm not I'm not talking, I'm not talking recently. This was a while back. There was yeah, you so said so
4: he's our he's our uh uh insurance man in Mississippi who's also fake doc, I'm pretty sure. Uh yeah, man, we got our people out there. We just need more of you. Y'all need to go all, I told you this last year. Y'all need to all go try to make one friend, which I know is really hard for y'all, and then turn on to the show. <laughs>
2: All right, any Harper, what do you have for Ricky Morton getting whooped with a belt right there by Arnett? That was
3: great. I'm stealing all this. Yeah,
2: was, nobody, nobody
4: good. that, nobody that you work with knows this stuff.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah. The, the fucking the the fucking lumberjack shit. I'm stealing all of this.
4: You're gonna you're gonna come lay all this out and get made the wallcat Booker if you don't yeah. watch.
2: <laughs> get in trouble doing that shit, but all
4: right.
2: Hey, let me let me play Ricky. This is after. Yeah, he got he's beat. good,
4: man. He's fired up. And listen to the studio behind him, man. Those people were back in the rock and roll here. Yeah, here it is.
0: So there was the belt right across you, Ricky. See the what am talking
1: about, Tony? You see what I'm talking about? Baby? It's all. I just call, give me some Jim Crockett baby, and it could be right here, still in the office, anywhere else in the world, to so the, like lumberjack, all around the ring, with belts to the belly. No way, nobody comes in. It's just me and you, baby, and we're you How those belts really feel? They took time, baby. I still got bruises all over my body, and times that I can't forget. So you be ready, baby. Oh, now listen, the four horsemen. That's you, baby, because we are the NWA World Tag Team Champions. And the funny thing about it is, woo, there's nothing
0: you're gonna be able to do about it. Yeah, Ricky and Robert, the World Tag Team Champions. Fans, more action right after
2: this. Yeah, he was fired up right there, Doc.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he's
4: not gonna be out there. You know, he's not gonna have the same babyface promo that Dusty has. You know, but he didn't fall back on the same cliches, and he's fired up because he got, you know, they got whooped. So I thought it was good.
2: Yeah, I thought so, too. Harper, what about Effective.
4: you? Effective. Yeah, the, the,
3: uh, this was good. It wasn't the same old shit that we heard a million times.
2: Yeah, and the other thing, too, we didn't play the audio from the from the live venue that they were at when Tully and Arn were whooping Ricky with the belt at the mm-hmm. end. But, I mean, if we were to play it, the thing about it was that promo followed that, that freaking intense scene we just saw where the fans were on fire and people were having a blast. And, you know, the, the building was... Just an eruption, man. People were just having fun, and just they they got some good heat on them. So that followed that whole scene, which made it even better. So that's what that's what I had from it. But it was good, good stuff right there, man. So all right, uh, we keep going, and we got Bugsy McGraw who defeats Gladiator Number One. I'm gonna assume you two have nothing from that. No, no, I Bu- got something. Oh Jesus what? Christ,
4: man, Bugsy was slow in the ring. Well, oh, he's old. He's real old, and that's the problem. He's got it like a. He looks like a tenth grade history teacher, with that haircut. When he was in Dallas in the early '80s, he had wild ass hair, and like it was long. I mean, it was balding, but it was long and scraggly on the side. So he really did look crazy. But man, he looks like he's getting ready to go tell us about like the Monroe Doctrine or some shit. Yeah, to a bunch of fifteen year olds.
3: He looks like a woodworking uh, teacher.
4: Right, he's like. Has pull my pull my finger jokes for his yeah. students out there. And like, <laughs> I'm it ain't working, watched, pal. It
2: and then he cuts a promo and
4: and it ain't good either.
2: It's not good. And the only note I had from it because I'm not going to play it unless y'all just insist on it is no. that oh, cool. he he came across as if he was on that good stuff and he's talking about being a plane and. And about being in the Omni with Boogie and,
4: I mean, he was When you say good stuff, what do you mean? Cocaine, dog. uh, Yeah,
2: I mean, he, because, I mean, I'm not no drug user, but I I, I mean, it seems that from what I understand that marijuana, like, you know, sedates you kind of and just kind of lets you feel like you're floating. Whereas a line of cocaine amps you up. So he seemed to be on some cocaine right there.
4: On cocaine. Well, you know. This is just a,
2: some speculation, man. I don't fucking know.
4: You're the whitest black man I know. I know, right?
2: Well, what did you want All, me to say? He snorted a line. I mean, wh- wh- what do you want from me Why
4: didn't you here? just say, I think he may have smoked a marijuana cigarette.
2: Is that what they call him?
4: <laughs> I don't know,
3: man. All black people smoke <laughs> weed, you tell me. Right.
2: I mean, the term I've heard was a blunt, but okay. Yeah,
3: Dude, I said uh, smoking that Doja. And they looked at me. They're like Harper. It says in 1995. No one said that says that anymore. <laughs> who'd, you, who'd you say that in front of? Some like Andrew, like the, these people who like I would not say names, but like marijuana is a food group to them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, it, and every time you see them, they fucking smell like it and all. And I was like, oh, it's what y'all smoking at Doja. And they're like, what, bro? Say 1995, motherfucker. I don't say that shit anymore. <laughs> that shit is literally 20 years old.
2: Yeah,
4: no.
5: <laughs>
4: Man, there's nothing worse than somebody who smokes weed all the time and they have like some like heavy winter coat. It just smells like somebody wipes their ass with it with that. Fucking That's nice. Smell.
2: Okay. So after Bugsy McGraw cuts his promo talking about him and Boogie, we then go to a match with the sheep herders uh, with Johnny Ace and they defeat Cougar J and Rocky King. Now uh this wasn't the savages that I was used to at UWF. Uh, but they are not the cartoon you see in WWF either uh, later on down the line. But anyway, uh, Doc, thoughts on the Sheep Herders versus Rocky King and Cougar Jay?
4: I have some thoughts. So first, I'm going to start with the question. Harper, was your first interaction with the Sheep Herders as the Bushwhackers, or did you know them as the Sheep Herders? I
3: knew them from this. Okay. Now ask me that question.
4: I know you did. And I saw, I mean, I never forget, like in the early 80s, seeing them down in Southwest Championship Wrestling from San Antonio, because we get that on TV too. And those dudes were legitimately scary, bruh. Okay. Frightening. 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 Missing teeth, tattoos, just I'll beat the piss out you and drink your blood kind of stuff.
2: Them sons of bitches scared me so much. I remember uh, asking Tommy Rogers about them. And their match at the Crockett Cup in 86. I was like, man, what you think about that? He, he, he always called that like a terrible match because the shit was just like off the wall. I mean, it was just wild ass insane and whatnot. But my memories of them was them tearing it up with the Fantastics in UWF. Because those two teams, I think it was 86, could have been 87. I may get it wrong, but... um, uh, they beat the shit out of each other, bloodbaths, just crazy shit. So uh, to see what they went from from that to being in the cartoon and the WWF was just Jesus Christ. And that's a fucking textbook case of why you never want to see the Briscoes go to the WWF.
3: Oh,
4: no, 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 no yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that, bro. But this because... was this. This was also not their I mean, <clears throat> This was not vintage sheep herders. They were I mean it took a while for them to beat a couple of dudes and it wasn't as bloodthirsty as I would have wanted their debut to right. be but
3: Yeah. What's no. It was Johnny I,
4: Ace's I, deal. Uh
2: he's, Is he their manager?
4: <laughs> waving a flag until he can figure yeah. out how to get on a skateboard. Yeah, really, huh?
2: Um and I don't remember
4: I was looking for Jack Victory, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Who knows? I, uh, I don't even want to speculate. Somebody. I did go. like
4: the, I did what I. He did something really cool during the interview though, because I liked it when he put that flag up, and all you could see behind him was that flag. Yeah. and They were cutting that promo. I thought that was a really cool look.
2: Well, I had planned on playing it since it's there. Well, then play one. that shit. Here it is.
0: Well, fans, we saw him, the printers along with Johnny Ace, and a great win right here on World Championship Wrestling. Oh, as you bloody eggs can see
1: the sheep herders have arrived. 38 different countries. 38 different the sheep herders are not true. 38 different countries. The sheep herders New Zealand flag has been flying high.
0: risen
5: high.
1: And now, now we come to the biggest, the greatest, the cancer. greatest. Professional wrestling in all the world. The NWA, the root of professional wrestling. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. And the sheep herders are gonna keep oh, on marching. The they ain't gonna stop the sheep herders. And we are putting out a challenge to all the best in the world. And we're willing to take on the Midnight Express. The rock and roll cousins. The rock and roll express! The lightning express! The roll warriors! And of course, not the last but not least, the mighty superpowers. Dusty Rolls and the Kenakorov cousins! And now come along everybody! Come and watch the sheep the... Demolish the greatest you have! Because we are going to show you bloody Yanks out there and the rest of the world that there's only, what the the world. there's only one tag team in the world. There's only one tank team who should have the world bubble around their waist. There's only one tank team who's good enough, strong enough, and man enough to beat them all. And with our man, Johnny Ace, the ex-Yank, the and, ex-yank. and now... One of us, now a mighty sheepherder from down under. Now with Johnny Ace carrying the New Zealand flag aloft, leading the sheepherders to the ring and watching the sheepherders demolish anybody who's in the ring with them. Whoa!
2: Fans, let's go to the ring. Okay, Doc, what did you have from the promo?
4: 38 countries. Also, in 1987, New Zealand might as well have been on Mars for all I knew about that shit. Yeah. So it made them right. seem exotic. That Man, here's the other thing. You can see a bunch of people with a bunch of tattoos now. But when you see those old dudes with the tattoos and they're kind of fading out in green, those are some tough bad. That was a signal that that was a badass. He was he'd rather yeah. fight, fight you than look at you. And then you got some missing teeth. Just we're here to beat ass. We've been all over the world beating ass. And now we're here to beat ass. And we'll we'll just rattle off a bunch of names whose asses we want to beat. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I never got a tattoo, because
3: it's it's just so fucking gay now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, no. Like back when I was a kid, if you saw someone like Harley Race that had the tattoos on his forearm, you were like, "Holy fuck!" I bet that guy's been to prison, <laughs> right? And now when you see someone with tattoos, you're like, "Holy shit!" I bet he's vegan, right?
4: <laughs> Don't mess up his coffee order. Or yeah, he'll, he'll yeah, explode on the barista and call right. him and call him a bad name. The image is just <laughs> totally changed.
2: Harper said, now when I see somebody with tattoos, I think to myself, holy shit, he's a vegan. Why'd you go after vegans? Damn.
3: Because that's the kind of. It's just. The image has totally changed. It's It's like the SUV. Remember, think back when you were a kid what an SUV looked like. Let's say. A 1985. Mini-van. It was a 19, minivan. 1985. What did a fucking an SUV consist of? I don't even know
2: if that was really a thing at that point. A Ford Bronco.
3: Oh, a Chevy okay. Blazer. A Jeep Wagoneer. <sighs> a, you know, and and now there are these, these little watered-down little things now that the soccer mom brought, uh, drives around in. And, and and they're not manly badass fucking vehicles anymore, and that's a and fucking tattoos are the same way. And the tattoos people get now are just like the fuck, dude. It's just, it,
4: I want a bitch with big tits so that when she gets when I get older, they get droopy. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's like these people that get like, oh well, you know, so and so. He Man was my favorite cartoon character, so I got a He Man tattoo. I was like, "Bro, you're gonna be fucking eighty years old walking around with He Man riding Battlecat mm. on your fucking shoulder, you fucking loser." I had Jesus to tell a guy one time at Christ. a party.
4: I told a guy at a party in the in nineties one time. He was like, "I was like, so why'd you get that tattoo of Corn, the band?" Yeah. On? On, well, dude, they're my favorite band. They speak to me. Yeah, so, whatever, dude. I was you like, know? that's. A, I was like, that's a bad idea. Or their And it's he goes, "Quote unquote it, passion." He goes, Get the "Fuck out of here." What do you mean it's a bad idea? I said, "Well, dude, my favorite band of all time is the Rolling Stones, and and, and yours can be corn. That's fine. I, I hate them, but you can have your thing." But let's just say I have the greatest rock and roll band, but in some people's estimation, they've put out decades worth of shitty records. So when Corn does their reggae album, are you—you've got their name on your neck, you moron. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's it, it's it's bro. It's like I love hot sausage, poor boys, and fucking latinas. <laughs> I'm not getting a tattoo of fucking J Lo <laughs> eating a goddamn poor boy on my fucking forearm.
4: <laughs> you know <laughs> what the fuck? What? Yeah, it's like people put their shopping list on the on their right so they don't forget it. I'm like, come There's on, not man. any
3: assholes walk around here with a Saints fucking Super Bowl fucking tattoo. It's like, bruh, I'm a Saints fan just like you. I'm not getting Drew Brees tattooed on my fucking arm.
4: <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got one better. Okay. I got the kids' names. It's like, I can remember what those are. Right, right.
3: Dude, dude, dude. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, I want to show uh, um, my passion for my kid. I feel like saying, you know how, show them how to fucking read, motherfucker.
4: That's a good one. Do your He's fucking gonna... homework. That may, that may be the realest, truest famous here.
3: That is the equivalent of the Mexican guy in prison that has, like, Jesus and... And cross tattoos, but he's never stepped in church once. That's the same. That's the equivalent of that. If you get your kid's name tattooed on you, you don't take care of your fucking kid.
4: <laughs> you get off that phone and start raising your children
5: uh, for
3: real. I got I got one
2: before we move on. It it's it's sweep the world or the country when Goldberg was big.
1: I
3: saw so
2: many many people get the Goldberg tattoo. I was like, what the
3: fuck? A friend of mine has a tattoo of a rope around his arm. Like, you know, like a rodeo rope. And on the other arm, it's like the fucking cow skull, that that typical country western symbol. It's like, dude, you're from battery, bro. You went to rumble. What the fuck? You know, I, I get it. You were into the whole Brooks and Dunn thing, but you're not a fucking cowboy.
4: <laughs> okay. And that Jesus and that permanent nice. that permanent ink ain't gonna change that fact, pal. No, it will not. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Y'all are some dirty bastards.
3: Why a bastard?
4: It's it's called being truthful, right? We're going to keep shooting straight into 2019, pal. This is the All this right. is the reality that people need to hear.
2: <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep it moving in the show. We got the Warlord who is back. He beats Alan Please. Martin's ass. Warlord is managed by Paul Jones, and Paul Jones on commentary says he has a plan to team the Warlord up with Ivan Koloff and the Barbarian. Uh, Jones also mentions on commentary that he's – Got some news later on for us. Boy, we can't wait for this. Uh, warlord again defeats Alan Martin. And that was it. Harper, anything before we keep going?
4: No. Hey, Documents. pull up a picture real quick of in your mind of the Warlord. And tell me <clears throat> he wouldn't have worked better as a white supremacist angle. I could see that. Dude, I mean, Harper, you ever seen a American History X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like the big dude in the prison that, like... Uh, The Aryan Nation guy. Yeah, that pegged Ed Ed Norton's character.
2: Haven't seen it, so I can't comment.
4: That doesn't surprise me, but it's got some some, uh, racial overtones. You might ought to watch that sometime. It's a good movie. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, we'll keep going, because then we go to a segment where Tony uh, introduces the Midnight Express match, and... uh, Tony mentions Arn getting involved in a match and the purpose that he had. So it's the Midnight Express versus Ivan Koloff and um Barry Wyndham. So uh I could let me ask you first, Doc, what did you have from this as I go to the timestamp that I'm gonna play for the Patreon people?
4: I thought this was a good match, but I don't know, I didn't have much. Um so Harper, what about you?
3: What were you talking about? Midnight Express uh, versus... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Arn came in with, with the chair, did his thing.
2: So, yeah, things break down at the end. We get a, a hot tag to to Barry. Um, I will say this. I've said this earlier. The the fans, I mean, the one thing about it, man, they're, they're going nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, so, especially when that hot tag, man, they're just on fire the people that were
4: i have to believe that the people in attendance at that show that night would have been repeat customers the next time you come back through why are we messing this up yeah
3: really yeah. huh
2: yep so again we get the we get the hot tag to barry um fans are going crazy barry hits stan with a flying lariat uh windham suplexes stan but Arn runs in and cracks barry on the top of the head with a chair shot Uh, Stan then rolls over and pins Barry. I think I got that right. Midnight Express win. And what do you know? We didn't get a ref bump. So I thought that was refreshing. Um, Did you all agree with that? Because that was the one thing that stood out in my mind from that.
4: Yeah, it's good good to get away from those ref bumps because they're wearing the shit out. Yeah.
2: This was... Yeah, it was nice to finally not see that in the live show. I guess they... They didn't have really have a ref bump earlier either, but I don't know. I just, yeah, finally. All right, Hopper, uh, anything else before we go to Dusty Rhodes, who is about to come out? Nah. All right, let's go to Dusty, see what Dusty's got to say.
0: There it is, the chair from Arn Anderson, back in the head of Barry Windham, and the Midnight Express retained those U.S. Tag Team belts. Advance. you can hear the response from our fans out here, because here he is, the one and only American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Dusty.
1: Well, you know that... makes me a little bit eel watching that piece of tape. My super partner, Nikita Koloff, has no equal in power and speed. And let me tell you something about Bear Wyndham, four husband, and I, and Anderson. I've known that kid since he was 12 years old. And I've watched him fight for everything he's got. And now then, the four husband, take it upon themselves to take away a little piece of glory from Bear Windham. That ain't gonna go untouched. That ain't gonna go unpunished because now the Four Horsemen have another man after the Heine, and that's Bear morning, night in Greensboro, North Carolina. The Four Horsemen meet the superpowers And the Warriors of the Street in Greensboro. Somewhere between here and there now, dudes begin to be paid. Dusty Rhodes, the legend, Johnny Weaver taught me the Weaver Lock. And yes, Lex Luger, it will be your downfall. It will be the total end to the total package. Because you are talking to the legend, Dusty Rhodes. You are talking to the master of disaster. You are talking to the man that makes you feel bad in the morning. You're talking to the man that takes mud out your pocket on vacant day because you can't be there. So you can't call yourself the total package until you beat the legend. The U.S. title has never been around the waist of Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. So I'm making you a promise, and I've always kept my promise. This heartbeat of America will be the United States heavyweight champion, Lex Luger, and I will do it with the Weaver Lock. There's no hole any more devastating, any more powerful than Dusty Rose Weaver Lock, except maybe the hole that this whole world has on my heart. This whole world has a home. Oh my God, Oh my heart. For 16 years, the American dream has done it with you. Don't fail me now. No, don't fail me now. We got a big battle in front of us, baby. And it's just starting. So let's get fucking like a monkey. We'll
0: be right back, fans.
1: Did y'all hear
2: the dude in the background yelling you through Dusty? You through Dusty? Or was that just me?
3: Uh, yeah, I thought I heard that. Yeah,
2: somebody was in the background yelling you through Dusty. You through Dusty? He gonna get you Dusty? Uh, just you know, I don't know. That's I can't say that crowd was against him right there, but they, hmm, I don't know. What else you had, Harper? I'm just ready to get this shit over with. I hear you, <laughs> Doc. You. What was he talking
4: about? Bacon day shit. I don't know. Because uh, I was I always, I, the, here's the thing: the first day, the first time I listened, to this, I was like, "He's pretty good there." You know, Barry Windham was twelve. That shit ain't gonna fly. <clears throat> I liked all that, and then he started talking about, "I'm the guy that makes you feel bad in the morning." Well, what's that about? You gonna come over and beg me? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. So he was mm. kind of just. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't hear yeah. what y'all were talking about. I don't give a shit. Whatever.
2: Okay. Well, we'll keep going. I, Paul.
4: I don't really like wrestling.
2: Okay. Paul Jones then comes out, and his big announcement was the Mighty Wilbur. Wilbur. Doc. Yeah.
4: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Offer. <Hopper.
3: laughs> that's that big, like, like yes. country hillbilly guy, yes. huh? Yes. God yes. God damn. <laughs> That was his
2: big announcement.
3: He was not WWE, right? He was like with like Billy Jim's family or something.
4: That's uh, the same guy.
2: you going to maybe Google him. I don't remember.
4: I'm working on it, but he don't even have his own damn... Wilbur. Now, he was really trained by Red Bastine. So when he brings up, he talked to Red Bastine. And I thought Paul Jones was pretty good there because he said, me and Red don't always get along, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. But... Unless you're bringing out Hulk Hogan, maybe you need to bring the actual guy out there so people can see him instead of trying to right. see him, something nobody knows about. Wilbur. Next week, that I'm was the bring pig, out... right? Yes. Next week, I'm going to bring out Menace to Society. Who? Cue the, cue the Crickets.
2: Right. Who the fuck's that asshole? Or Crickets, like you just said, Doc. That's nice of you. All right, so Mighty Wilbur was his big announcement. Then we go to Kevin Sullivan, who defeats Larry Stevens. Um, I hadn't thought and, about this. Okay, what was it?
4: I know he's about to do something else, but could you imagine a Kevin Sullivan-Ron Garvin feud right about now? Oh, my God.
2: That'd be something to watch. We beat
4: the yeah. piss out of each other. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah? Uh, any what did, what did you have from Kevin Sullivan's promo, Doc?
4: He's all over the fucking place here.
2: Yeah, he's... Well, H- Harper, what did you have from it? I went on Play It, but what did you have?
4: It was fucking great. Oh, really? Oh, I, I thought it was good. He called himself the Omega Man. He is.
2: He said he, he came here to make some people extinct.
4: Yeah, <laughs> make and some when you people extinct.
3: De- extinct. Well, it's that Boston accent. Yeah, you okay. can't tell what he
4: really means.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And when, we, when you deal with him, you need to deal with survival. Now, I thought that was actually real good because yeah. he's not lying right there uh, when he says that. But we got to get to Arn because Arn cuts a promo. And Jesus let me
4: get, Christ!
2: Let me get to the timestamp of that puppy. But Arn's about to Arn's about to drop some four one one on us. I guess here it is.
0: Still thinking long and hard about what he said, but Kevin Sullivan, oh, sir. That's the wrong timestamp. Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Fucking muck. Arn, it didn't take you long, and you disposed of Art Chris.
1: Tony Giovanni, they tell me there's a little timid fella (laughs) in the dressing room with a bump on his head saying that I stole a little of his glory. Well, Barry Windham, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell your godfather, Dusty Rhodes... I'm telling you, Tony, and this whole public, what I did was cold, calculated, premeditated, and something that came from the heart. You see, Wyndham, I took you to the limit on national television, and what all the critics said was one of the finest matches they ever saw. It's one of the toughest I've ever been in. You're what they say you are. You're number one contender for flash title. You're the Western States champion. You're every bit as good as they say you are, because I felt you. Nip and tuck, toes to toes, nose to nose, for 30 solid minutes. And there's very few athletes on the face of God's earth can do anything for 30 minutes. You try standing up for 30 minutes. it half have killed you. So, Wyndham, when I tell you, I got told the Rock and Roll Express that we're through giving. We're going to take... And Jake, and Jake, until you don't have nothing to take anymore, you take it to
0: the bank. And we'll be right back. Bruh. When
4: <laughs> he did, He said so many great things, but when he started off with a timid fella. It, I popped.
2: <laughs> He called back. He said, there's a timid little fella with,
4: with a, a bump, bump on, on his head. head. <laughs>
2: okay, okay, go ahead, Doc. What did you have?
4: Man, that was awesome when he did that. But when he said it was cold and calculating, it came straight from his heart. That was some shit, too. (laughs) Yeah, that was great.
2: It really was. I don't know what else to say. The the first line popped me, but after that, I I popped, but I was zoned in, man. I was like, oh, there... let me tell you, should never miss an episode on promo. No. He, sh-
4: he's, he told Tony he could barely stand up for 30 minutes when Tony's out there all <laughs> morning standing up helping him cut promos. <laughs> ah, that was great.
2: Harper. <laughs> uh, what else you had from it?
3: Yeah, when I, when he says, like, yeah, it was cold and calculated, yada, yada, then he's like, and it came straight from the fucking heart. Mm. It's like, like, that's fucking great. Damn. And, and it I sucks because th- it. The more I fucking watch this, I'm thinking, uh, here comes the Brain Busters.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. Um, This was, that was quintessential, Arn, man. I really enjoyed that. Uh, But that line, I got a timid little fella. It just reminded me of of Robert Fuller and Smokey Mountain. Little fella, (laughs) stay out of my face and hold the microphone high, because Stug going to tell you. Uh, Every time I hear Little Fella, I think of uh, Robert Fuller. All right, so we go then to Tully Blanchard, who defeats the Menace, some guy under a hood. I think we've seen him before, actually. Uh, And then we go to another promo. Um,
4: Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? What do you mean? Say what you just said again. Another promo? Oh, okay. I wasn't really listening to you.
2: Oh, okay. Here's here's the promo.
0: Okay, fans, there it is, the symbol of the Four Horsemen, Tully Blanchard, the winner of the event with a slingshot suplex. Over the menace, and earlier we had seen Arn Anderson. The menace! And Arn Anderson came out with that gourd Buster and won his match. As we said before, the four horsemen are still together, and Tully Blanchard with another great win right here on the Superstation. You know, Tony Giovanni, I was
1: listening earlier on the monitor Ricky Morton, I want, I want, I want! People with belts around the ring, beach up! Ricky Morton is 1987. It's not gonna happen. I'm an ultimate wrestler. You want to wrestle me? Anytime, place, But you've got to remember, that was done not personally.
0: Excuse me, Mr. Jim Crockett is out here. Mr. Crockett? What, well, you got another check to cancel or something? <laughs> uh, no checks to cancel. I got a proverbial good news and bad news for you. The good news is on
3: October the 18th, the fans in the Omni will get to see Tully Blanchard wrestling. Okay? The bad news for Tully Blanchard, it will be in the <laughs> Lumberjack up, and the Lumberjack will have belts.
0: Well that really is what Ricky Martin was talking He said that the Lumberjacks at the Omni on the 18th They have belts around the ring When you go up against uh, Ricky I guess Can you believe that? Belts! Leather straps What happened to
1: wrestling? Wrestling's on the marquee Mm. nothing Uh, about uh. lumberjack matches Regroup. Mr. Crockett uh, Cancel chicks Dusty Rhodes Money above It all fits together now Let's please take the horseman down they're getting too big for their britches, huh? Well, that's fine. You want lumberjacks? Bring belts, Mr. Cogan. You'll be one of the lumberjacks. You come down there with a big belt.
2: Harper's getting a blowjob right now. Ricky Jesus right in your Christ!
1: And it What's the wrong? What do you think about Ricky Morton? The lumberjack belt match. <clears throat> Everybody that gets <clears> on <throat> the ring gets ripped, like I just did to you on national television. Ripped it like you're a little boy. Now, Ricky Morton, you think about it. Because when it's all over in the Omni or any place else, I'm gonna whip you. Orange's gonna be whipping you. He'll be out there with a belt, and we're gonna take you down. And then the championships are ours. It's been your pleasure as
0: usual. We're coming right back.
2: Okay, uh, so uh, Harper, the reason we said you were getting a blowjob over there is because all we heard was breathing, like um, Kevin Sullivan used to do on his podcast back in the day. It sounded like somebody was uh, over there servicing your your dong or whatever it's called. That was dog. Uh, oh, okay.
4: My bad. No, uh, no, sir. I'm a married man. I don't get that kind of luxury. Oh, okay. it's neither my yeah. birthday or nor my wedding anniversary. So. Oh,
2: so, well, one of you two was getting serviced. Your, your yeah. cock dong or penis was getting serviced.
4: Well, kick, how, how, how about fucking, fucking, or what happened to wrestling? <laughs> yeah. <was> so <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, no, let me, his is, exact he response, he was whipped, like, "Belts,
4: whi- He has whipped somebody, he's gotten involved with the Midnight Express match, he just called somebody a tim- timid fella, and now this, Arn is all over the place tonight. Belts, What happened to wrestling? <laughs> the name on, on the, the marquee, marquee says, says wrestling, yeah. and you know what's
2: funny? He ain't lying! No! But Tully's line was even better when, well, not even better, but Tully's line was good too. When Crockett came out, he's like, What, you got another check to cancel or something? (laughs)
4: Right. He's, why you bring up bullshit?
2: (laughs) Okay. Harbor, what else you had from this? Harbor didn't
4: hear any of it. He was too busy getting blown. Mm. See? Okay. Uh, Doc, anything else from you? That was great. We're going to have a lumberjack ribbon match.
2: Yes, yeah, sir. We then go to Mike Rotunda who defeats Dave Spearman. And then um Doc, anything from that before we go to the end of the
3: show? No, 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 no. That's okay. like the whitest name a black guy could have. I know, huh? Spearman. Yeah. I would have said that,
2: that was Bretab of... wait. Dave Spearman is a white name if I've ever heard
3: one. Well, that's a oh, Jewish name too, huh?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I... No clue, <laughs> no idea. I don't know. It just feels like you know. See somebody walking into the office say, Hello, my name's Dave Spearman. Yes, I'm here for the. I'm yes. here for the appointment at two uh, thirty p.m. Doc knows he deals with those kind of people all day. Long. I
4: don't know what you're talking about. I'm ma- yeah. I'm in the middle right now of doing some reverse Michael Jackson work and actually making my skin darker <laughs> so that I can complete the race the race trade that I'm doing the race. All
2: well, let's uh, let's get ready to button up hey, the NBA portion we of the show. Uh,
4: I need a good black-sounding new name, so can you come up with something for when I get all the skin, my right color?
2: No. Uh, we go now to Tony Schiavone, who throws us to Ronnie Garvin versus Ric Flair in the cage at Joe Lewis Arena in yes. Detroit. And let me get us to the 53-minute mark, because they start chopping each other. Mm. And that shit is real. Here it is, all the way live.
0: Around, chop, chops him again. Oh Jesus! Look at it. No. Not up. Garvin coming right back, taking everything. Rick, get up. Again and again. Throws him across. Comes in. Ah, back up. All right,
2: I wanted to hear the uh, the chops, but um, this is a rather famous, obviously, moment in the NWA history. So, Doc, I guess I'll throw it to you. I think it is. So, what do you have? So,
4: we're just giving this away on free TV, huh? Yeah, no, I'm th- th- that's what I was thinking. I mean, mm.
2: I don't know if it's really that. I don't think giving a I don't think if so. Since you never want to criticize TV, anything,
4: they just should have never gone out of business. And they, why aren't they here today? Never said that. Never
2: said that. Never said that. Eventually, you're going to give away title matches on TV. So that's bullshit. I don't want to hear that. You gave a. You gave away. This isn't live for one. So I don't know if it's about giving it away they on said free it is. TV. Well, we know it ain't, you dumbass. So well, I don't have to that go to the
4: ring anymore. I can just see it on TV.
2: Okay. Go ahead, Doc, since you were so critical of it.
4: I don't like it at all. I don't like the belt not being in the four horsemen camp. This is bullshit. He's going to be having that belt next to his golden retriever that he calls a woman. <laughs> he doesn't know okay. how to dress up and style and profile. And right. This is this is all wrong for the promotion.
2: Harper, what do you have from it? The people went nuts. They enjoyed it.
4: He won the title. People did go nuts, but I mean, the pe- he, Garvin looks like one of them. So what do you expect?
2: You're an asshole. Harper, what did, you, nice. what did
3: you
2: think? Yeah, this was good, man. It Fuck. sure was. There was nothing wrong with this,
3: bro. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I think you're just being a curmudgeon and an asshole. And he wins with that sunset flip from from the fucking top rope. Yeah.
4: Nothing wrong with this. Remember, remember like three years ago we were doing the show and Harper was like, man, I was watching Garvin win the championship from Flair today. Yeah. This was it. Yeah. I remember that. Now, now we're here.
2: Now we're here. So um, These two beat the piss out of each other, though. We only got to see about three minutes of the match. But yeah. Garvin wins the world title, and Doc hates it. So with that said, that's how they go off air, too, with Garvin winning the title. We'll, we'll hear more from Garvin next week uh, on next week's show. But, Doc, let's rate this thing. You sound really salty about this. What are you going to rate it?
4: I have some complicated feelings.
2: Well, did get ex- him in with the ex- dynamics. Ex- we got to get this in in six minutes, so hurry up.
4: Well, I, mean, I like to explore my feelings, so um, I'm going to say A minus, actually.
3: All right, Hopper, what are you giving it? I give it an A. I'm Wood Hopper. I'm giving it an A. Had a title change. You, you saw the fucking world title change hands. It was an hour long.
4: Mm-hmm. Hopper always goes back today. <laughs> yeah. It ain't, like, it ain't like you watch this shit whether it's an hour or an hour, and 20 minutes. But yeah. Fine.
2: If you notice in his criteria, every single time, it's it's well, it was an hour long. That was that's one of the that's one of the determining factors on the rating. Uh but I'm with you, Hopper. I think this was an, I think this was an A uh, and Arn Anderson was 20. out there.
4: Harper's like, that's 20 less minutes I got to fast forward through. Yeah. <laughs> all
2: right. So then are we going to all agree and give the Rolex to Arn?
4: No. Yep. What?
2: Wow. Who are you giving it to, Doc?
4: I respect the championship. And as much as I disagree with it, I got to give it to Ron Garvin because he won the belt.
2: Oh, okay. Harper, are you going to stick Arnd, with Arndt? Arn was
4: the best performer on the show, but Garvin won the strap, dude.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Arndt. Har, Harper, who are you going with? I'm sticking with with Arn Anderson. Yeah, same here. I I thought the I thought the overall man this was I thought it was an A. A. I'm not gonna give it an A plus, but definitely and you know, I gotta stick with Arn man. I thought those, those those two promos from Arn where he calls Barry a little timid fellow with a bump on his head and then and then he comes back with the belts. What happened to wrestling? The name of the marquee says wrestling. You know, I'm going with Arn there, so Um, hey, if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon You get the world-class shows that Doc loves, although he's trying to play heel and, and bag on Lance. You get the, all the other horse shit and crap that we put out there for our patrons. Uh, we got a ton of things. You'll get the squirter episode by Hopper. Um... Just all kind of stuff. And we got to get some new ones in uh, sometime soon. But we got a bunch of pre-shows out there. All kind of just different things. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You can get access to all of that great stuff for as little as 2 bucks a month. You can do more. But for as little as 2 bucks a month, you get access to all the Patreon content. And then don't forget to use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. You got those Christmas gift cards from Amazon? Well, guess what? You can definitely use them on the Amazon referral link. Go buy Bobby Blaze's books. Go buy, go buy Death of the Territories, all that good stuff. You can get anything and everything off of Amazon. You can't get abroad that squirts off of there, but give the link to your wives and girlfriends and side pieces and side hose in your life and tell them to use it too. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Um, Doc, what else did you have before we get out of here tonight?
4: I, is it not setting up that by the time this show airs that, The Saints and Cowboys are going to be booked into a match?
2: Well, this will air on the 10th of January. So, we will, by the time this airs, the wild card games that are going to be played on January 5th and 6th will be played. So, I guess we'll see.
4: So, Um, let me ask you guys something. You you guys up there at the top of the spot, uh, looking down from the top of the world on the rest of us. Do y'all want to play the Cowboys or do y'all want to play the Eagles? Philly.
2: Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather Philly. I mean, they they already skull-drug Philly, I mean. Yeah, I yeah, mean, is it Nick, uh, Nick
4: Foles has he's a little something-something. No, he's back. He's going to be fine. I saw that.
2: Nick and Foles has a little something-something. Um, The Saints beat Nick Foles in Philly in 2014 in 20-degree weather in the playoffs.
4: Mm. Nick Foles that. won a Super Bowl since then, though. That was okay. a great night. I got laid that night. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I what, remember. What did, uh,
3: okay, just, tell
2: us about it. It, it, it,
3: it was just, uh, they were fucking playing the Eagles, and I was like, man, I'm going to go bang this broad, bro. I'm not even going to watch the fucking game. Wow. She, yeah, she was like, ah. so that was, how long ago was that? Uh, Well, it was the
2: 2013 season, but it was January 2014 that the game was played. Regular God, season was
3: 13. So. That was it was four years ago. So I was in my late thirties. She was like forty five. She was hot, that was, man.
2: That was five years ago, actually, if you
3: Yeah, you were, five yeah. years ago. She was in her late forties? She, she was like forty five.
2: Huh. Ah. What happened she
3: to was her? Hot. I don't fucking remember.
2: Oh, it was one one and done type deal or what?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. That's sad.
4: Which Did you I enter? get. uh through a friend of mine.
2: Hmm. He's being yeah. secretive about this. I movie. know
4: something. There's there's a story here that we need to drag <laughs> so, out. But not something's, really. Something's that's not it.
2: being disclosed here.
4: I know. Since Harper. when does when does Harper get shy about anything? Yeah, yeah, I
2: mean, he told the whole episode about squirters. I mean, Jesus, he, he he's holding back, Doc. Something's going I on. Know.
4: Here, man. I know. Mean, was she was it. she was she a sister?
3: Uh-uh. She was she was Greek.
4: Oh, was she furry?
3: No. Uh-uh. She was a now hot little to... Greek chick, and she didn't look her age at all. So was it like a one and done?
2: Never did it again?
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, why not? That's nice.
2: So I you missed remember. that whole she game behind she that.
4: Just turned off by micro penis. Well, for... wait, why?
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to
4: be funny. That's I'm nuts. just trying to figure out. I mean, if she had everything going for, her, why was this? I mean, I don't remember,
3: bro. I don't. I'm at to the point where, like, if you want to hang around, great. If you don't, you know, <laughs> the, the fence is open. You can go fucking run out the backyard. I don't care.
2: <laughs> I don't want to say. I'm not going to say any names. But I, was asking right. Harper, I was asking Harper about a girlfriend from a while back. <laughs> I'm, like, a second, I'm not saying no names. Who? And I was like, "What? Well, I'm not saying no names. I was like, what, what happened to you? He's like, what happened to you, your girlfriend, man? He's like, bruh! She got a white girl problem. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. I was like, I was like, you gotta I'm explain that girl. one to me. I don't know what you mean by that.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure I know either. Harper, I don't, don't know like who, who that bro. is.
2: Oh, come
3: on, Harper. You don't remember this? No. I mean, they, they all got white girl problems. <laughs>
2: Uh, okay hold on one second let's uh Uh let's let's send a text message because i don't want to say the name on the air okay he's like brah she got white girl problems i was like oh well well, that's new one to me can you you explain?
3: yeah yeah she got white girl problems (laughs) just got the name yeah
2: that's all he's gonna say did this was
4: this the girlfriend who had additives to food to make it tastier
3: I don't know what that means.
4: Mm. I was trying to be. Nah. I don't. How come we, we remember his girlfriend's better than he does?
2: Uh, that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, it's about time for us to uh, exit and get out of here. But remember, uh, after the music you're listening to right now, Harlem Heat, that is, I'm gonna sit down with Ruben mm-hmm. and Steve. And they are the patrons of the quarter. So thanks again, Ruben and Steve, for being patrons. Uh, Ruben, if you – your shirt is on the way as we speak. so But thanks again for being patrons. And, again, they're the patrons of the quarter. So hang tight for them along with the Hall of Fame patron shout-outs. With that said, Harper, hit the tagline and take us home.
3: Book it, bitch.
2: All right, everybody, I'm sitting here with the patrons of the quarter, uh, Ruben and Steve, and we are going to have a little fun on this segment. And then if you're a Patreon or patron member, you'll also get a little bonus audio from the three of us as they ask me a couple of questions. But uh, first off, man, Steve, welcome. How are you today? Thank you. I'm outstanding, Mike. Thank you so much. Greetings from beautiful and sunny Cleveland, Ohio. I hear that. I hear that, man. And uh, Ruben, uh, how are you doing today, man? You Good
6: yeah great man Thank, yeah thanks, thanks for inviting me uh yeah like 8, a, 8 a.m over here on the west coast but it's all good
2: <laughs> I figured that i I was I was actually worried I was like is that too early for him but you know if you're I don't know if you're like me but I'm like a ridiculously early riser and I never was in the military but I am up before the sun comes yeah, up every day it's just kind of like the way I operate I guess I don't know weird deal dude. yeah yeah
6: but yeah no I'll fine like that too like yeah we'll have a little Christmas break right now too so got plenty of time.
2: I hear you. Well, thank you. All right. So let me let me get things started off, man. I'll throw it at C first. Steve, how did you hear about BTT or how did you find out about BTT?
5: How did I first find out about BTT? I think at some point in time, um, when I rediscovered pro wrestling and I mean, old school pro wrestling. And I was well in my 40s when I did that. I was listening to an episode of Cornette and it wasn't the one that you were on it was uh, a different one It came up in my feed somehow and i thought looking at territory all well, these fuck knuckles probably suck but i'll give them a chance let's see what they got <laughs> and i forget the first show that i listened to but it was excellent so i decided okay i'm gonna give these guys another chance and i have to say i have probably listened to every one of the smoky mountain and nwa shows a fair amount of the ones that were uh done a little bit earlier on um because you guys are outstanding i'm not a patron to any other podcast for any uh i'm not a patron to any other podcast and uh part of it is a i know you guys are independent and you all have real jobs and they're doing this just for grins and giggles because you enjoy it so uh you got my patron dollars that way and uh second you guys are outstanding you really are. Do not underestimate the quality of what you put out because it definitely is top shelf. So uh, you got me, even Doc. <laughs> <laughs> even Doc, he's gonna he's
2: gonna love that when he hears this. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, we we work hard. It, it's a bit of a hobby. I mean, you know, all three of us obviously work full time and uh, we we bust our our chops and we then do this on the side. So uh, it's appreciated, man. And I'm, I'm glad to hear you found us through a Cornette show. And I'm glad to hear you gave us a chance and stuck with us. So thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate that. Let me, let me, let me go to Ruben. Now, Ruben, how did you hear about us in, uh or how did you find us? One of those two?
6: Yeah. You know, it's very similar to Steve. Uh, it definitely was uh, due to Cornet. I'm, I'm pos- I just don't remember what, a- what show, what episode exactly went, but it had to have been like in uh, 2017. I believe like middle, early or mid 2017, somehow like through Cornette, uh, either him or, or the, or the Brian, uh, Brian last one of the two, uh, mm-hmm. through them, I, I heard about, uh, about you guys. And then I, I just like, just like Steve said, I just listened to one show one, one day, uh, one of the NWA shows. And yeah, and I started kind of remembering like being a kid again, you know, like, uh, the, t- like, um, you, you explained the, like the audio of NWA in the background and talking about it. Uh, but it was interesting, too, because I, I also, like, kind of, like, rediscovered wrestling, like, also, like, within the last few years. Uh, really, like, I had, to, like, gone away from it. I, I had, like, no idea what, like, um, that there was even podcasts like this out there, you know, like, where people were talking about old wrestling and stuff like that. It, and But, yeah, it was, like, basically through Cornell how I kind of, like, uh, found you guys. And, yeah, like, just just like he's saying, once I, once I kind of, like, listened to, like, the first few shows, it uh, took me, like... Took me like a few, t- uh, like how can I say it? Took me like a couple of episodes to kind of get, get used to like your humor and to kind of get along, uh, <laughs> to know what you were doing, right? You know what I mean? Like, it, it kind of like, uh, it, yeah, and it was great. I like, guess, uh, kept me entertained. And it was definitely that I moved over because so I'm living in uh, Anaheim right now. Uh, over here for the job uh i moved over here like in the summer of yeah, 2017 and that's kind of like when i started really like listening to you guys like uh on a weekly basis like every episode that's when i started going back on the old episodes and uh that was pretty interesting kind of like uh seeing what you guys were doing like like i said it kind of reminded me just of watching a uh, old nwa on uh on tbs back in the days uh yeah, because uh, where I, where I lived at, we didn't have like any other, we didn't have any real territory. So I, I grew up like right between Northern and Southern California. So like they had territories in their area, but we didn't have any, any wrestling on TV except for TBS and then some WW, uh, WWF stuff. So, so yeah, it wasn't, it was kind of like, and through you guys, I've kind of like started learning, uh, more about like the territories and uh, other stuff. Uh, but now definitely always keep me entertained. And Mike, I don't know if you remember this, but, uh, first time we interacted on Twitter, was when uh, I sent you guys a tweet that I had canceled my Netflix to uh, become a Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. that thats exactly how it's happened. I was like doing like doing like my uh, bills here on the uh, on my computer and everything. And I I saw my uh, Netflix one that I still to, had to pay that. And, and as I did that, uh, you guys were in the background, so I was listening to you guys, and I was like, man, <laughs> why, did, why am I even like paying Netflix? If you, I, uh, these I guys keep me a lot more entertained. Uh, so that's how I became a Patreon. <laughs> I
2: remember... I remember that because Doc Doc loved it. He was like he was like you see that's what I'm talking about. You don't <laughs> you don't watch Netflix. Our our people out there who aren't watching Netflix and just got that on the auto bill and and they move over and that's what I think he may have even given <laughs> given you like a spotlight. I can't quite yeah, remember, but yeah right yeah. <laughs> I do I do I do remember you tweeting that to me and uh and thank you man we we appreciate it we really do it, it mean it does it does mean a lot. So um let me jump over to Steve now uh. Steve so you kind of you kind of led into this a second ago but what do you enjoy and we were talking about this a little bit right before we recorded and I and I called Ruben what do you enjoy most about BTT and and as I asked that I I know most people say hey, you know you guys aren't politically correct you just let it fly and I and it's it's just fun and not serious but what do you enjoy the most
5: about BTT Largely that, because, um, well, since you fucked up the Bluetooth deal and uh, they told you to go piss off um, <laughs> because you are so politically incorrect. Um, and, I mean, it's one thing to be politically, it's one thing to be an asshole, and it's another thing to be politically incorrect. And the stuff like you say here, it's not meant to be taken so seriously. People really do take themselves way too seriously, especially uh, unemployed types that hang out on Twitter all the time. But... Yeah. Uh, That is one aspect of it, one thing I really like. Um, The second, like what Ruben was saying, um, as far as wrestling, I would have to say I grew up on Georgia Championship Wrestling, TBS, when that was going on. I was probably about 11 or 12. And I uh, then gravitated towards WWE, uh, WWF, whatever they call themselves, at certain areas in time. Um, But uh, when I got a little bit older... And I started discovering the pro wrestling of my youth again. I realized I'm watching old school stuff. I'm trying to find NWA, Austin versus McMahon 97. Yeah, that's out there. And I'm sure I could have that for, I have the network. All I have to do is just fire it up and I could watch it. But I'm not doing so as much as I enjoyed it at the time. And uh, I watched Starcade 83 for the first time. And Doc said that Doc, one of the shows, said something about the canvas looking like a Jackson Pollock uh, painting. And uh, (laughs) I thought that was actually pretty cool, Uh, pretty funny right there. And just watching the old school, underproduced, smoky, um, smoky and dark arenas that it came from and watching things that came from the fertile mind of Dusty Rhodes. And all the uh, shenanigans that went on, even the fact that if you watch it at the end of uh, at the end of it, there's 15 minutes of interviews that really probably was a little bit too long, certainly by today's standards. But uh, the Ric Flair Harley race match was just awesome. Um, And I just began to realize through BTT, you know, I missed a lot. I missed out a lot on the territories when I was growing up because I just did. There really wasn't a big one in uh, anywhere in Ohio. And uh, I just realized, you know, these guys, <laughs> this stuff is better than watching the WWE at that same era or been more enjoyable even than the Attitude Era into the 2000s, which is kind of sort of where I checked out at WWE. And that's really praised because The Undertaker, the 90s era Undertaker, he is on my uh, Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. I'm a big Undertaker, Mark,
6: the whole. The
5: funeral entrance and the, almost everything you did throughout the 90s but uh he's not what's cause and all this <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> that was the worst rick flair woo in the history of woo. so btt army send your hate my way i deserve it <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks steve.
2: thanks steve i appreciate it I'll, I'll throw the same kind of question at you ruben um what do you enjoy the most uh, about btt
6: yeah definitely like the the joking around the clowning around that's uh yeah like to be like for a for a podcast especially like uh it has to either inform me or entertain me you know like and you guys basically do both uh yeah like uh going back to to like those those old shows and kind of like just reviewing them or looking at them like as an adult now you know like uh and then like yeah you guys make it really like make it entertaining you know like uh just a, it's not just like watching wrestling; it's like watching wrestling with adults. So it's almost like being being back in that era, but like as an adult, you know, you know what I mean. Like that's kind of like yeah, how, how it feels with a uh, with you guys with a uh, with BTT. Career. Yeah,
2: I, I I know exactly what you mean. It's kind of like uh, going back in time watching it and they're reacting, because we, we actually, for the most part, I think we do talk about it like it's real, like we were kids. Right, I don't know if we do, we and like, honestly, we don't do that intentionally, it just kind of happens, and we make a joke about it now, because we've been told on, like, the YouTube channel a while back, why well, are y'all talking about it like it's real? <laughs> well, it's just, I guess it kind of is in a way, right. but we don't, we didn't intentionally, like, mean it to happen that way, it just, like, happened. Um, and then, you know, I gotta say this, you know, Doc's entertaining, you know, but, it, it, Harper just he just sets it off, you know. He's oh. like the he's like yeah. the straw <laughs> the straw in the drink that just yeah. pops it off and makes it stupid. You know what I mean, fellas? Yeah, yeah.
6: Oh yeah, I just heard the the last uh, show you guys that you released the NWA the very beginning of it first few minutes with Harper talking about the GI <laughs> G- Joes and all that. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was that was that was pretty good, Steve. I yeah. think you said something about that on the on the Facebook group, didn't you?
5: I did. Um, you know Harper is. <laughs> I got to have a beer with that clown <laughs> first. One's off either, but every so often, you know, sometimes he starts off the slow a little, the show a little slowly at times, and then all of a sudden he just comes off with the most hilarious take or story. The patron episode. I mean, I felt like I needed a penicillin shot with just listening to the thing. Yes. <laughs> I yes. if if Harper <laughs> didn't exist, you wouldn't be able to write one. So uh, God bless him, and uh, <laughs> let, let's just say I, I I don't want his taste in women. I, uh, <laughs> I, I that's a little scary. I'm gonna let him enjoy that one. <laughs>
6: uh,
5: yeah, yeah no, you,
6: yeah, all three of you really compliment each other. I can't believe actually saying that, but like, like it's like you, it's like each of you add something to the show. You know, like when you kind of combine it all together, it like makes it like a perfect show for me, at least. (laughs) And and listen,
2: hey, everybody out there, I don't want to toot our horn, but we got a college (laughs) professor saying that. (laughs) and We got a military vet saying that. So there you go. (laughs) No, I'm just I'm just having fun with you guys. This is a lot of fun. Okay, so I'm going to throw it to you first, Steve uh you have uh, as much time as you want to cut a promo on doc or say anything else about the show that you'd like to say before we jump over to uh having you guys ask me a few questions cut a promo on doc yeah if, if you'd like really? if you'd like it's all it's up to you
5: well here's the deal or or right. me
2: or me you could call <laughs> on me too and i'll just sit there and be quiet
5: too well well the thing is, is uh Louisiana, God bless it. I've never been to the fine state. I've certainly got nothing against it. It's got great food, it's got great women, it's got great chow. So you and uh you and Harper, you and Harper, I ain't gonna cut perm on you. In Texas, it'd be fun to cut perm on someone from Texas. But you got Doc. <laughs> He's never fired a gun in his life. He probably doesn't <laughs> know which end of what it comes out of. His wife is more his wife is a feminist. Probably is more masculine, probably is stronger than he is. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he would win in a shoot fight. And boy, would I love to get odds on that. (laughs) And he's got a PhD. (laughs) You're not the only one in the BTT universe that's pretty educated. I have a degree in mathematics. (laughs) I'm a pretty smart guy. I cannot believe your dumb ass somehow managed to get a PhD. (laughs) What godforsaken university has you as a list of their alumni? They need to be just ashamed of themselves, utterly ashamed. (laughs) So the fact that you managed to get a PhD, it's actually, you know, it's hope for me because uh, it's something that I would like one day. And I see your ass clown self has a PhD. That's hope for me. How hard can it be? Because you have the common sense of a beer can. Obviously, it's got to be something that I can get if I want one. So, hey. (laughs) Thanks much, Doc. You've made a war vet from Ohio's day. Now, go grow a pair, for God's sake. All right? You're 44 years old. It's time to start manning up. Jeez.
2: Ah, that was pretty good, Steve. I will say this. I got to defend him on one thing. He outkicked his coverage when it comes to his wife. Uh, oh, I, he did? I, I, oh, he did, yeah. Oh, she's man, a beautiful God, woman.
5: God bless him for that, man. Doc. I take at least 1% of that back. <laughs> You're still an asshole, man.
2: Now she's she's actually she's actually a, a very very not she's a very very nice woman. I, he he probably um he does a little bit of working. Let's just say that he'll get mad at me for saying that. But uh yeah, there you go. Uh good good hey, one, Steve. God bless him for that.
5: The, um, we'll we'll on that, but uh, a <laughs> him <it> for that.
2: <laughs> uh, Ruben, let me throw it to you, man. Uh, if you want to cut a promo on any of us, you can. If you don't, you don't have to.
6: Yeah, no, I don't really, uh, I don't really got any, anything to say. I definitely can't follow that. Uh, that uh, what Steve just said. Yeah. No, like, I'll leave it at that. Like, no, just, um, nothing, uh, just, I mean, y'all, I got respect for all of you guys, I guess, uh, and what you do, like, what you're, so the way you entertain us, uh, I'll leave it there.
2: Before we get out of here I want to say thanks again to all the patrons out there for making this show possible each and every week twice per week as you come along for a southern classic wrestling ride with myself Hardbody Hopper and Doc Turner. Uh, I want to say a special thanks to all the Hall of Fame patrons as well out there, new patrons or just Hall of Fame patrons in general. I'm sorry Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy Marky e. Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, S.V. Pageant, Bill Sousa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, J. Shiny, Ruben Espinoza Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, and T-Hog 94, and JMM 7530. And also, before I get out of here, special shout-out to BT Tall Hall of Fame patron member Mike Prute and his buddy JV, who are currently covering or Breaking Down the Career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. Uh, they are currently in 1998 uh, by the time this airs um, in January of 2019. But you can go back and check out their 96 and 97 episodes as well. Or just dive in with the most recent episodes. New episodes are released every Wednesday morning and they are available on most platforms including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play and all the places you can find podcasts. You can find them on Twitter also at Bottom Line Cast. Mike, has been a Hall of Fame patron for a very long time, so I wanted to shout him out in his uh, new show. I guess we can call it new. It's only a few months old at this point. But, Mike, thank you for being a Hall of Fame patron. We appreciate it, and hopefully you and JV are doing well uh, with your bottom line cast. So uh, that's all I got. I hope you guys have a new year and new me as this will drop after the new year. So thanks again, guys. We appreciate everything you do as patrons for this show. Uh, So take care and be blessed and be a blessing, brothers.